Welcome to episode three of the Subcockles of Reddit, your online station for online vindication for all your online woes and troubles and trials and tribulations. I am your host, The Buck, with my co-host, The Raz, bringing you very interesting stories from the Subcockles of Reddit. And today we're going to be featuring some posts from Am I the Asshole? We've got some real juicy ones up and going. But uh, you know, before we get started, Raz, how 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 are you? Uh, how are you feeling this morning? <laughs> um, I, I'm feeling pressured, Buck. I, I'm feeling very pressured. It, it seems that both you and Sadar are firmly entrenched in my asshole in regards to buying an Apple Watch. <laughs> Indeed, it's, it's, I want to play with the walkie-talkie function, and I have no fucking friends. So get your ass on board. Download the walkie. Get get the Apple Watch. Hook up the walkie-talkie app with the Apple Watch, and we can sit there and talk to each other like we're fucking spies. Like boop 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 boop. Hey no, Raz, you know we can do that with a phone, right? Uh, yeah, but you know what? I'm handicapped, and I like to just go boop 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 from my watch. Does it make that noise? Like, if so, I definitely don't want it. No, it doesn't make that noise. That's that's for that's melodramatic from me. So I do my own sound effects and my own stunts. Is that how you got in the wheelchair? No. No, the parachute <laughs> didn't open. <laughs> you should come up with a new story every time some it comes up in conversation. You really should. Um I do. I now see I, I have a, a the same every if I'm on an accident scene. Or, or somewhere where the public has to gawk and hey, what happened? I love this look at him right dead in the eye and saying shark attack. And they'll say, what? I said, shark, shark attack. Mm-hmm. Big one. And then I turn and walk away. And it leaves them so fucking bewildered. <laughs> you know what leaves people even more bewildered? When they look at you and go, if you don't mind me asking, why, why are you in the wheelchair? And I look at them very sternly and I go, and it depends on their age, because a lot of times I'll go, the parachute didn't open, shark attacks, another big one. One of my favorites is when it's a kid. What, what happened? I didn't listen to my mother. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh, man. It works great. And you see the moms, and they just, like, snicker. They're like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's right. That's right. I didn't eat my vegetables. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, you know, it, it, the world does not close itself off to you entirely when you're disabled. You just have to find new ways to have fun with people. And coming up with awesome excuses as to why you're in a wheelchair is a great way to do it. You know, but as a, as a rule of thumb, you know, always give your excuse and then be honest. You know, don't leave people on a cliffhanger. It's never good to leave a seven-year-old traumatized. You know, I didn't listen to my mom. That's why I'm in a wheelchair. You don't need a kid running around thinking that mom's going to put him in a wheelchair. But you could. That's just, that's, <laughs> I could. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I've never done that. I have. You have. But You will again, I'm sure. You know, I, I absolutely will. And I will chortle all the way back to my freaking hovel. But, uh. Let's go ahead and jump into this uh, comedy monkey go round again. Like I said, we've uh, picked some curated stories from the subreddit known as "Am I the Asshole," and this one is from user deleted. 
okay? And wants to know, am I the asshole for not wanting to move in with my parents again? Go on. This is a throwaway account. Sorry, on a mobile. And sorry if it sounds a little incomprehensible. Not the best of words. Well, we are kindred spirits in that one. So, hello. I, 20 female, am in my junior year of college in Florida and love it. I feel like I've been able to spread my wings and have truly blossomed and flourished into the person I am. Good for you. Good for but you. I, yeah. But I also have had help from my parents, 52 male and 46 female. I am an only child and I'm very close with my parents. We live 19 hours away from one another. So the distance was kind of hard, but now I barely even think about it anymore. My parents have been thinking about moving from our hometown out on some land for a very long time. Once my mom retires or quits her job, that's when they plan on making the move, wh whichever comes first. They've always talked about moving an hour or two away from our hometown, but my mom texted me a little while ago asking if they should move down to where I live and have me move in with them once my senior year rolls around. No. <laughs> my mom said, yeah, no kidding. My mom said that they could combine expenses as they pay my rent for me. And once I'm done with school, they'd move and we'd keep the property as an Airbnb. Here's where I may be the asshole. I was caught off guard as my parents have always wanted me to not live right next to them when I got older to establish being my own person. I honestly don't think I could ever live with them again. I didn't tell my mom that, but I said something along the lines of, I don't know, I would have to think. She seemed mad and got short with me. I am so stuck and need some outside assist some outside assistance. I know why my mom asked, but for my own mental health and personal space, I wouldn't be able to handle it. Am I the asshole? So wait, a minute, why did her mom ask? She's saying, "I know why my mom like, asked." Well, what is it? There, there, there are some updates. Uh, not updates, but there are some comments here. A lot of people are speculating. Oh well, it sounds like your parents are in financial trouble. Blah blah. blah. But I would, you know, I would it, probably she lean really more towards she, the the fact that they're empty nesters and they're feeling lonely. That's that's where I'm headed with it because if they were in financial trouble, they wouldn't be like, oh, we'll just keep the property as an Airbnb. Now, they're, they're empty. To me, to they sound me, like they're empty nesting, or they're um, or they think that she's having problems. It could be either or. You know, I'd like to I'd like to ask, what are your grades like? True. Like, that's what I would want to know. Like, is this because your parents are feeling some sort of way about their own situation? Or are your parents floating the bill for all your college fun, and now they want to be closer because you're getting Ds? It's like, yeah. okay. Now, do I think that the OP's an asshole for not wanting to move it? No. No, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're starting Neither your I. life. I mean, it's, you just got to be tactful about it. That's all. Now, there's, there's, there's no fun to be had with moving back in with your parents. Uh, I actually went through through that myself, and not even in college years. I went through that in my 30s, and uh, I lived with them for about six months. And I'll tell you what, you know, living with parents after you've already moved out, not not the most fun. I just I would not endorse. But I, again, I don't think I don't think this person's the asshole either. You know, it just sounds like mom and dad are suffering from empty nest syndrome and whatever. I 
I can't can't fault you for not wanting to live with your parents. I mean, feel about the same way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, now, if, yeah. if they not, were not live close, I mean, I would I'd probably help them try to find a place nearby. Uh, but I wouldn't really be interested in living with them. <laughs> yeah, cohabitating with people is a real commitment. Yeah, I actually we got a we got a well actually I didn't. The wife got a phone call from a relative last night that I was half expecting to turn into a I need a place to stay. So luckily I didn't go that route. <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. But you know, keeping along with the same vein here, we've got the next post coming from user Watermelon Bandits. <laughs> And uh, am Water I the asshole? Watermelon Bandits. Yeah, wa part of this, watermelon, part of this show is so watermelon just from the fucking usernames. I swear to God. Yeah, yeah. So Watermelon Bandits asks, am I the asshole for trying to get back at my grandparents? Go hmm. on. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I will. Uh, I, 21 female, live at home with my father, 46 male. My parents got divorced when I was five. Dad was given custody and his parents, Laurie, 68 female, and Brad, 73 male, have always seemed to have an issue with this. They didn't babysit, financially support us, or do anything even remotely helpful when it came to raising me, so I'm not really seeing where the tension came from. They've always acted like they're entitled to whatever they want from me. This summer, Laurie and Brad have been staying with my dad, and while they wait for their house to sell... So they can finish moving. We are fortunate to have a very large, fairly large house with an attached guest house in the basement so they have their own space and we get to keep ours. There wasn't any issue until I noticed some food that I bought for myself missing from the upstairs kitchen. No. I asked my dad, yeah, missing food, this is already turning good. I asked my dad about it and he said he didn't remember taking it so I brushed it off thinking that Lori and Brad weren't that bold a week goes by and i check the fridge a brand new container of watermelon i just bought has disappeared my dad is usually super respectful about asking before taking my food and i doubt he'd forget twice so i confront the only other people in the house and they said it didn't have my name on it i put labels on my food to hopefully keep them out but it didn't work my dad talked to them and they acted clueless I talked to them, and they acted entitled because it isn't my fridge. Recently... What? <laughs> yeah, right? I decided that I've had enough. Bitch, it ain't got your a beautiful... fridge either. <laughs> yeah, right? It ain't your fridge. Recently, I decided that I've had enough. I got a beautiful melon from the store. Cut it and split it between two containers. One container got turned into sorbet for a friend, and the other got a healthy dousing of salt. Came home from my friends the next day, and Lori and Brad were pissed, and the melon wasn't, and the melon was in the trash. I told them they'd come to their prize of finding out for all their fucking around with my food. Dad found out when he got home from work and said that, while it was funny, it was kind of mean. He told me that the large <laughs> quantity of sodium could have flared up Brad's heart problems, and that there was better ways to go about dealing with this problem. I feel like an asshole now because I put someone at risk. But I also think that they haven't taken uh, that. I also think that if they hadn't taken my food, that there would have been no problem. Am I the asshole? No. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Nope. 
I'm not even I'm not even gonna let this one digest. No, you are not the asshole. Yes, yes, oversalting food can potentially have adverse effects on people in certain demographics but, because of their health. But if it was but, so bad that it was but, covered in salt, they would have spat it out after the first bite. It, you know what? Even if they didn't, man, if you play stupid games, you win stupid fucking prizes. Okay? That's that's just that's just it. Whatever roundabout convoluted spin you want to put on this. Oh, well, you know, it could have done this and it could have done this. You're but right. It, but it didn't. And if and it, well, no, it, it wouldn't matter whether it could have or couldn't have. It isn't yours. Don't fucking touch. Like, you know, and it's it's not even like, it's not even like, you know, they just tried to move in together and, you know, this is like growing pains and whittling it out. No, we're already past that. We've already talked to you. You've already been spoken to about stealing and poaching somebody else's vittles from the fridge. You are not allowed to do that. That is bad form. I am so sorry that you got a bite of salted melon, but it does not equate to this person being the asshole. You are, in fact, an asshole for stealing food out of the fridge and should get a salty mouthful of whatever, you know, as she put it the best in the post. Here's your prize. You know, boom. <laughs> So, yeah, I, got, I got no sympathy here, man. Sorry. <laughs> it's like the thief fucking stealing something and then getting mad that it doesn't work. <laughs> well, no, it's like uh, it's like people people who sue the homeowner when they rob a house and get hurt inside the house and they sue the homeowner. True. It's like, oi. Oi. How does that even work? So, no. If you're going to be poaching somebody else's food out of the fridge... Yeah, the, that, a healthy dose of salt is the wor is 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 the least of your worries. You know, I mean. True enough. I have no sympathy no. at all. So no, you're not the asshole. Fuck him. All right, we're gonna go ahead, and our next post comes from user investigator doll nineteen ninety. Okay. Am I the asshole for asking a couple? for their table at a cafe. Probably? Go on. <laughs> I mean, like, this This one's up in the air. Let's go ahead and dive into it. I, 32 female, went to the zoo recently with my mother, nephew, four, and niece, too. There's a cafe that they're uh, there that usually has about eight tables inside, and the rest are outside with umbrellas. At about 1 p.m., we stopped there to get lunch, and since there are so few tables inside, and it was a pretty warm day, there were uh, and it's a pretty warm day. There were obviously full, so I took, so I stood in line with the kids while my mom stood completely out of the way by the area with the tables, so one becomes available. Before we got out with food, she could grab it. It took about fifteen or twenty minutes to get our food, and during that time, no one left. But my mom said that the couple, mid fifties maybe, had been sitting, finished eating, and on their phones for the whole time. We were waiting in line. Now, this is the middle of lunchtime, and the place is pretty packed. And they are sitting at, and they are sitting there at a big table with an empty tray pushed to the side and messing with their phones. My mom didn't want to ask them to move, but I asked her if she'd seen them touch the food left on the tray at any point we were waiting, and she said no. 
So I went over there and very politely said, excuse me, if you're done eating, would it be all right if we have your table? The husband didn't even look at me and just told the wife, I guess our table's getting taken. At which point I said, if you're not done, then I apologize and we'll look for another table. The wife got up, gave me a dirty look and left. I did thank them as they walked away. My mom said I shouldn't have said anything and my sister, niece's mom, is saying that I am that I was an asshole and should have just looked for another table. Okay, uh, no, I'm saying no, and here's why. <laughs> I can tell you this is here's why. As a parent, which this is obviously a per- parental scenario, uh, trying to find some place, especially when you, it's, uh, this is kind of like a premium seating for that area. It's shaded. It's inside. Um, is difficult. And if you do exactly what this woman was doing, you know, you have one somewhere center to just basically stock it and wait. And if they were simply just taking up space by asking, you know, now the, the way I would have asked her, like, hey, uh, are, are, you know, we, we're looking for a table. Uh, we're going to hang out for when you guys are done. Um, if you could just let us know, we'll be over here. You know, I, I would have said something of that nature. But what she did is perfectly acceptable, too. If they are seriously done and it's a lunch rush, get the hell out of the way. Um, you know, if, if for, in the restaurant industry, you know, it doesn't... Everyone's like, oh, we have our regulars. Regulars don't do shit for you. Regulars don't do shit for you. Regulars are actually bad for the restaurant industry. You need... A turn a new turnover business constantly and the faster you can turn a table around the more money you're making so the concept of having somebody just camp that table and do nothing i'm sorry it's not there as an amenity for your resting pleasure it's there as an amenity for people dining so no it, it's not i mean they may not have been happy about it but um no i don't think she was the asshole for it Mm-mm. nope I, I agree with you on that one, man. I mean, you go to a place, you're entitled for paying for your meal to have a nice place to eat it. And, you know, once you're done eating, kind of kind of time to mosey along. You know, there's some people who like to, to you know, I guess loiter at their tables after after they're done eating. And, you know, I don't understand the appeal of it. You know, I don't I don't go to a restaurant particularly for the ambiance. I go there for the food. The ambiance is a plus, but I mean, you know, it's not a it's not a make or break for me. For some people it might be different. You know, maybe they just really like the place and wanted to fuck with their phones or do whatever. But at the end of the day, during a lunch rush, eat your food, get up and go. Eat your food, get up and go. Eat your food, get up and go. And you know, going over and very politely asking somebody while you're sitting there with two children trying to get your fucking meal in and and just throwing out the question. I mean, come on, people. The squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know. And if they obviously had that big of a problem with it, they would have balked at you and been like, no, I'm not done eating. These people, they knew they were in the wrong. I guess our table's being taken and get up and storm away all, all in like a sulking, like defeated way. Yeah, tough yeah, shit. Yeah, they knew they were. You know, wrong. they knew they were wrong. <laughs> they knew they were wrong. If they thought they were right, you, you are not, They would have shoveled a little. You would have shoveled a little coal into that fire. You're not an asshole. You you just were around people that didn't enjoy the confrontation. That's all. Pretty much. 
Now, we've got something real interesting coming up from user Petty Patty Sue. Okay? And uh, am I the asshole for making my daughter's friend do chores at our house? Oh, okay. Go on. Yeah. Again, this is this is one that could be up in the air depending on how they present it. But let's uh, let's go. This feels so dumb to me, but considering that her mother called and told me I was not being a good host, I'm questioning myself. Yesterday, my 42, uh, yesterday, my daughter, 16 female, had a close friend over for a sleepover. I ordered them pizza and brought it in, and they said they could eat whatever they want, and then said that they could eat whatever they wanted. They weren't hungry at the time, and I already finished dinner. So I said it would be upstairs doing some laundry, and they could eat whenever they wanted. I also brought them snacks and stuff and everything was kept out on the countertop so they could take whatever. I had a couple of conditions though, and it was just mainly close the snacks whenever you're gonna go to bed and leave the plates in the sink. I let them know that I would come down to load the dishwasher and clean up. However, my daughter ended up putting her plate in the dishwasher and her friend did the same. They also put the snacks in a bag in the pantry and later on, uh, they also put the snacks in a bag in the pantry so I didn't end up having to clean up after them. Her friend left today in the in the morning and a couple hours later I got a call from her mother telling me that her daughter shouldn't be doing chores at my house. I explained that they just put their own snacks and plates away and her mother said that if she if she were hosting she would take care of these things by making her daughter clean up and not wasting her time. I was being a bad host. <laughs> This feels so surreal to me because these things seem like such basic things to do. But maybe these are considered chores to am I the asshole? Edit. I didn't process this earlier, but we have some randomly kind of fun kitchen tools like this little box you pull to spin blades and cut vegetables, which the friend thought was cool and tried on a carrot in the morning, and I used it in their breakfast. So maybe that also threw her off. Uh, okay, you know, there's another edit here, but this isn't the best written article. No, I'm just going to go not. ahead and comment. <laughs> I, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, you know, throw it out here. No, you're not the asshole. No, um, the fact that the fact that your child, that this woman's child, not the not OPs, but the other parent's child thought putting your dishes in the sink was a fucking chore. That that's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, and then somebody's mom calls you up. I would, I'd have been like, "All right, man, where were you fucking raised? Where did you grow up?" Because if this is not some sort of cultural misunderstanding, you're obviously an ignorant twit, and you need to leave me alone. I'm gonna give you one chance. Where were you raised? If it was not the moon, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> because. No, and you know what? I mean, like, you know, I can get that. You know, you shouldn't have to go over and clean somebody else's house while you're there. But you know what? You're cleaning up after yourself. You do, you do have to clean up after yourself. That is just standard operating procedure. I've been around the world, man. Like, not around the world, but I've been in a lot of, a lot of foreign countries on this side of the hemisphere. And the common denominator in every other place I went, clean up after yourself. People don't like it. When you leave your fucking trash laying around. Oh, no. Hell no. If someone leaves my house after, like, even even after they've been here, like, most of the night. They leave at 3 in the morning. 
This hasn't happened in years because I'm an old man now. But then when they leave and I find that fucking soda can or that water bottle still sitting there, I get pissed. I'm like legit pissed. I'm like, just throw your shit away, motherfucker. I mean, literally, I was like, okay, the other day, outside of my office, there's this little ledge right outside my uh, my one door. And I found somebody's fucking soda, like a styrofoam gas station cup sitting out there. And it was almost full. I was like, what the fuck? And I left it there for a few hours. And at the end of the day, I, I dumped it down the the, the, the the drain and threw it away. Um, and I was, I was still like, this jackass. Well, about an hour later, my IT guy comes running in my office. Oh, good. You got rid of it. I'm like, what? He's like, my soda. I'm sorry I left it there. I'm like, okay, so he realized you fucked up. So I was like, okay, I'm not mad anymore, you know? <laughs> but it was just like, it's so irrational. It just I was just like pissed off like somebody would have the hubris just to not clean them up after themselves like that. But he didn't. It, it, is. Wasn't, it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> All right. It, so, you know what? I mean, like, you can give a hall pass on that. But, you know, if somebody's staying at your house, though, clean up after yourself. Clean up after yourself. Unless you are specifically told. Because there are some people who just would rather not have anybody else fucking with their shit. True. That. I mean, you know, like... I would rather, there are people who would rather deal with whatever mess you leave there as opposed to you trying to, like, go and rearrange their kitchen trying to put something away. And, you know, those those are isolated incidents. But, you know, standard cleanup after yourself. Simple as that. Very true. No, you're not the so, asshole, OP. <laughs> no, not even close. All right, so our last story today... And I think uh, I think we might get a little traction on this one. Comes from user Blueberry Muffin Twenty Four. Am I the asshole for wanting my best friend's disabled brother at my wedding? My best friend slash maid of honor has a brother who's severely autistic. He makes high pitched noises all the time, and in general, is very disruptive. I have known him since he was born and have always invited him and his family to my birthdays and other events. My boyfriend doesn't want him at our wedding because he will likely disrupt our special moments. For example, the vows and the first dance. I understand where my boyfriend is coming from. However, it hurts my heart to ask my friend and her family not to bring him. I know it will hurt their feelings. Also, if he doesn't come, my best friend's mom will not likely be able to attend either. She has known me since I was two. I'm probably used to it. However, the noises he makes really don't bother me. I'm also not opposed to having children at our wedding. I think that if they are making too much noise, their caretakers can take them outside for a few minutes. My boyfriend says I'm not putting him first on a day that should be all about us. Now I feel bad because I called him a groomzilla, but this wedding is his too. Am I the asshole for not uh, for wanting my friend's disabled brother at my wedding? Update. We talked about it more and decided that we would invite him to the reception and not the ceremony. Also, if it's super disruptive, we would ask him to leave. Edit. A private room isn't a good option for us because we want to have an outside wedding and ceremony. Um, no, I don't think you're the asshole for wanting anybody at your wedding and you know i think uh i think that your update 
where you made the concession to have him at the reception and not the ceremony is actually a win-win. Yeah. I mean, so I, I really, 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 really hate, hate brides who make the comment, this is my day. It's all about me. Mm, fuck you. Uh, no, it is a wedding. That means there's two people involved, okay? Not just you, sunshine. It's your husband's day, too. Now, little insight to that. Uh, my wedding, for example. Uh, it was I, awesome. There was a little bit of a flair added to it. Let's just put it that way. Uh, in that when the, the myself and the groomsmen entered the room, the, uh, the, <laughs> the organist played the Imperial March. <laughs> Uh, I got to tell you what, man, don't even go any further than that. Because it made my heart. I was there. I was at this event. And I will tell you right now that there was an 80-year-old woman sitting behind a fucking church organ looking like she was about ready to be opening up for Boston. The only thing that was missing from this was pyrotechnics. Like... I swear if this woman were younger, she would have been bobbing her head to the music. <laughs> she was feeling it, man. She was feeling it. She was feeling it. And then Raz and the company come marching up, up the aisle to the Imperial March. It was great. It was great. <laughs> it was funny, too, because the, the wife's side, because we did not want to segregate the sides, but my mother-in-law stood in the back of the church and was segregating it and now my family none of them were local so one side of the church is packed front to back and then my side's got like a dozen people in it <laughs> and when you look out over the crowd you can see the bewilderment on one side of the room like this is a strange hymn <laughs> and then my <sighs> then my side of the room are like diving under the pews laughing their asses off so hard <laughs> I'll never forget when I showed up to the church, your mother-in-law tried to point me at a very, what I would call, crowded section of the church. And now that you say that she was ushering people to either her side, uh, Sadar's side, or yours, I kind of get that now. Now I know why your mother-in-law was trying to get, she was trying to corral me onto the bride's side. That's what she was doing. That's what she was doing. I didn't go. I didn't do that. I, I, no, no, I had a cane. I was like, I'm sitting where it's comfy. <laughs> where it's nice and open because there ain't nobody there. That's what I said. I was like, eh, it'll probably be easier for me to get in and out where there aren't so many people. <laughs> and, you know, I should have known it was the groom's side when the cricket farted beside me. But whatever. So, you know. but my point is, if, you know, the, you, you both people involved in the ceremony need to have input into what the ceremony is. Having just one person make the decisions is ridiculous. It's not just about you. It's about both of you. So now let's go to this. Um, having this disruptive person is going to ruin the, ex it's, it's, it's a happy experience that you want to, you want to share this experience with this person. I get that. But if it's going to ruin it for your husband, you have to, have a conversation about how you can both be happy with the decision made. Now, thank God there's an edit on this because it sounds like you guys came with a great compromise. 
you, you still get to celebrate your day with this person. You still get to invite them to be part of the, the festivities, but by coming, and I'm sure the family realizes exactly what, what, okay, the reception, yes, ceremony, no, and I'm sure they get it and I'm sure they understand it. And if they don't, that's their problem. Entirely. Okay, there you go. No, I am. I'm sorry. I keep on. I I'm, I switched mouses. I switched computer mice. Mices. And yeah, and it's just it's harder for me to mute and unmute my microphone button now. So I was trying to talk, but was frantically like with the mute and unmute, and I was just like. So now, no, so now we're gonna start I, a GoFundMe so Buck can get a stream deck. <laughs> no. If I, because then I wouldn't have any excuses for when I fuck shit up. Fair enough. <laughs> like, you know, people are like, oh, well, they make assistive stuff for that. I'm like, yeah, and then that obligates me to get it perfect. Okay? If I have this little crutch of like, oh, I fat-fingered my button and it just befuddled all my wits, people are like, oh, well, Buck's handicapped. We get that. You know? But if I had, like, a stream deck... Where I can just kind of like fat finger any button and make it sound cool like you do? No. No, I'm not interested. Not interested. If people realized but, how, how much I was coughing and sneezing through this whole podcast today. <laughs> yeah, people can tell when I'm coughing and sneezing because I don't have a mute button like you do, but whatever. Either way, what it boils down to is that I can't disagree with you, Raz. I think that this was a lovely compromise and... Anybody who would have a problem with that, because again, the wedding is supposed to be about both of you. Now, just outright excluding somebody outright because they have a disability, that is pretty fucked up. But, you know, having somebody wailing and making noises during the I do's and do you's and all that stuff, I can see I can see how that would be a little off-putting on, on a special day. So having them at the reception is kind of like a win-win in my opinion. Yeah, but, well, uh, you know. just okay. Just to, to to highlight something here. So, what? What uh, did she say? He was autistic. Is that what they said he was? Y- yeah. And he was one of the the ones that that that, that manifests as like the high piss whistles and chirping and everything like that. Yeah. Um. It pr- also sounds like possibly a uh, Tourette's issue, but you know, the, I took my son to a airsoft place recently. And they got divvied up into teams, and there was a a kid there that was doing just that, like the chirping, the whistling, and the and just like I don't want to say barking, but it was like a it was a guttural sound. And you know, everyone was kind of looking at this kid, and my son was like, "He's got something wrong." Okay, he didn't care. Now, so he was like, "Oh, they yeah, whatever, yeah, can't help it." Blah blah blah. And I was like really proud of him. I'm like, cool. Um, after the first round, when he was on this kid's team, he was like, this sucks <laughs> because they're trying to sneak somewhere and they got this kid chirping and shit with them. <laughs> so you know, it did kind of ruin the experience for other people involved. Uh, and he, you know, went from being like so understanding and cool about it to like, I hope I'm not on his team. <laughs> And, and and it's reasonable. It's it's reasonable to be upset when your experience gets ruined, you know. So I, you, you kind of have to look at it from both perspectives. 
Hey, you know what? Altruism and inclusivity can only go so far. There, 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 there is a point, you know, and I'm probably going to go to hell for this, but, you know, have you ever had like a bird in your house that won't shut up? Yes. Cover I, the cage. I had a sun con. Cover the cage. <laughs> yeah, dude, cover the cage. Same thing with the kid, man. Just throw a blanket over his head. He'll probably be quiet. Well, with with the sun conure, it, it never <laughs> shut. It never shut up. Even with the blanket, it would scream until I figured out that somebody in the house—I'm not sure who—did uh, a claw machine, and they got this little doll. It was a Bill Goldberg doll, WCW wrestler. No idea why we had it. It was just in the house. The bird hated that stuffy. I don't know why. So I would take the stuffy and just lay it on. Did top you of like this. Goldberg? No, I hated him. Yeah, there you go. And, and I said, <laughs> and I sat the stuffy on top of the cage, and the bird would just sit there with his head cocked, looking up at it. It wouldn't make a fucking noise. <laughs> Dude, I don't blame him, man. Goldberg was my least favorite wrestler growing up. That's the, DDP, man. D D P. That's all I got to say. That was my man. He's a pretty cool dude. DDP. I got to spend a better part of a day with him once, and uh, he, he he was a pretty cool, laid back dude. Yeah. There. If if I could if I could meet two people right now, they would both be professional wrestlers. Who's the other one? It would one? be D D D D P and The Rock. Never met The Rock. Okay, I can't, I can't say that one. <laughs> and you know what? I'd love to. I'd love to go meet The Rock and just flash my own people's eyebrow at him. <laughs> I mean, if it makes yeah. you happy. Yeah. Can you smell? Can you smell like the? Can you smell what the Bucks cooking? I, I don't you don't want, want to. Him. I don't want to. No, you don't, man. Handicapped people can't cook. <laughs> if it ain't burning, it's probably shit. We we'll just leave it there. You don't want to smell what the buck's cooking. But either way, folks, I, I hope you've uh, you've enjoyed our little comedy monkey go round here on the subcockles of Reddit. I'm going to turn this over to Raz to close this down since I don't remember the outro for the show yet. And uh, and I hope that you guys have a wonderful and safe week. Raz, you want to close this down? I sure will, Buck, but I, there, we don't really have an outro. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, so... I just want to remind everybody that this is our second podcast. This may be episode three, but we've been doing this for over two years now. And you can catch us on our main show over on the Social Liability Podcast. And that's available wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can listen to the Social Liability Podcast as well. But you can also listen to it on CastBox, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cash, Radio Public, and Spotify. That being said, folks, we don't ask that you ever pay anything for any of our podcasts. The only thing we ever ask that you pay is attention. I am the Raz. He is the Buck. Wishing you all a happy and safe week. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Subcockles of Reddit.